Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. It's free agency. You know what they say. That's like drama. That's like house. Uh, that's like the reality TV for men. But my boy Jay over there in the six, how you doing, my brother? Doing great, Jay, as usual. Coming off this Canada Day weekend over here in, in the six. Um, and, and we, we recorded on 4th of July. But I know, Jay, I know you went to the over there to the House of the Champions, uh, the House of the 22 <laughs> Champions yesterday. But you went to to California Classic, Jay. Tell tell me about that. What you saw? I know you, there's some nice young talent. I don't really know about the uh, the Heat, who's on that squad, but I know the Lakers, Warriors, and the, the Kings got some intriguing uh, prospects over there. So how how was that? Man, yeah, for sure, Jay. Well, well yeah. Um... I was over there yesterday uh, to the California Classic is honestly this little tournament that uh, I've been living in California my whole life. I didn't even know it happened <laughs> up until this year. You had sent me the link of it uh, and I just seen like Summer League Kings versus Heat and then Lakers versus Warriors. Um, they all on, on Saturday, the day prior to that, they even had a, like uh, I think it was Lakers versus Heat and then Kings versus Warriors. Mm-hmm. So just like a, a little tournament thing. And uh, it was it was great, man. It was super cool. I was able to um, I was able to actually finesse my way down <laughs> down a little bit to get some uh, to get some better seats. So it was cool to see some of these guys. Uh, I uh, I really like um, Keegan Murray from the Kings. Nice uh, young young uh, young draft pick they got. Um, also like uh, Frankie Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? Uh, classic Jay. Jay, you you uh, you talked about playing AAU with him growing up a little bit, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, yeah, I played with, with Frankie back in the day. Just always been a high IQ shooting um, pass for first PG. So it's it's nice to see him out there at, at a extremely high level, man. He's been doing it in Europe. You know, he was killing it at USF, um, and now he's back in the, in the G League, trying to trying to get to the league eventually. So hopefully man. he can do it. Do yeah, doing it definitely doing it big. Definitely one of those you know modern uh, modern point guards. Uh, pass first, very uh, you know very very professional with it. Uh, uh, with it, but man, if I had a if if I had a you know uh, say. Th- these players were just different than everybody, man. I would say it's it's Matthew Coleman the third from the Kings. You could just tell his swagger, uh, his speed, uh, his, his confidence in himself is is just is just different above everybody else. Huge shout out to uh, Scottie Pippen Jr. I don't know if like he's been this good or not, but I don't. Again, I don't watch much of college basketball. I'm more about the league. When you get to the league, let me see you. And man, he was just a, a, a great pick and roll guard like every pick and roll made the right decision whether it was to shoot to dump it off uh also big shout out uh, i mean of all my brazilians out there you know my guy yeah. Guy santos yeah. definitely huge 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 player who knows just just knows how to play the game you know like those europeans know how to play the game and while we while we on the europeans i gotta give some love to uh, uh to the the new Jokic of the league, uh, Nikola Vokic, the one from the Heat. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, he's, he's yeah, Vokic, yeah, he's he, he's he's definitely uh, a unicorn, man. I saw him out there being a big dude, hitting step backs though, very impressive. And then I would say, hands down, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty clear, best player out there. If you really if you really are watching the game, and you could see him as confident was Moses Moody, man. I mean, he's not only because he's in the league. 
and he's an NBA champion, but you could just see the difference. I feel like when you watch him in the regular season or in the playoffs versus here, like he was just taking so much more control and, and, and leading the team, which I was great to see, man. So great time, Jay. Great time. Yeah. I thought you were about to say uh, Keegan Murray from Sacramento. Would you, would you think about him? I know he, he showed some flashes. I was able to watch uh, the Sacramento Golden State game. What was he saying, Jay? Uh, Keegan Murray, I'm not going to lie, in the second game came out on fire. Jay came out on fire. Mm-hmm. A, 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 a reliable shooter was able to get was able to get to the rim, uh, was making great de- was making great decisions. So uh, Keegan Murray was definitely from from that Kings and Heat game, the MVP, if, <laughs> if I could put it uh, lightly, and definitely was throwing down some uh, some cool jams in the, in the pregame, Jay. So it was cool. It was a great, gr- great time there, my brother. Great time. I appreciate mm-hmm. you asking. Only thing only thing I was missing was my brother, Jay Hill. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get out there soon, Jay. <laughs> we'll get out there, my brother, man. But, but all right, Jay, so then um, – so with this pod, uh, for, for family out there, man, I hope you guys have um, been having a great 4th of July weekend. But for this pod, what, what, what we're going to get into is um, we're going to get into these uh, – this free agency. I mean, it's been popping off uh, ever since the uh, uh, it's opened up for the NBA to be able to go ahead and uh, pull off these free agency moves. So we're just going to go ahead – Talk about each team and uh, w- w- what free agency they, they've done so far. Most of these teams uh, really haven't pulled a splash, so we don't know. We don't need to spend thousands of hours or heck of long on one team because if you're not too much on it, keep moving. You know what I'm saying? But let's get into it, Jay. Uh, let's get the first team here, alphabetical order: the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they just signed Aaron Holiday to a one-year deal. Nice little backup point guard, more of a sideways move. And anything you feeling on that, Jay? I mean, we know we got to talk about the big splash. The oh, you want to talk about? Oh, you want to talk about the trade splash? Okay. Well, I mean, if we if we talk in roster, I think we just got to go right talk, into it. Yeah, trade. let's get into the trade. I mean, let's talk about this deal for the Hawks. And and when I when I first initially saw it, I mean, I'm just thinking, whoa, the the Spurs might have got fleeced in this deal because you're giving up Dejounte Murray. Obviously, he was an All Star. He was voted in, uh, I believe, after right. He was a late addition yeah. to the to the roster, but. Regardless, he's a walking trip and the triple double. I remember when I first came on to the show, Jay, this was way back when um, uh, we, we were talking about MIP. Mm-hmm. This was back in 2020, I believe, 2021. Bubble season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it was about, and I, and I just saw those flashes. I said, DeJounte Murray's made such a huge leap. And that was in the 2020, uh, like you said, 2021 season. And he just further improved from that season. So I, I love this move for for the Hawks but I I look at this move and I'm just like if they would have known you got to wonder if they would have known like waited a day after and saw that uh number one Kevin Durant was on the move right you have to you have to wonder if they're gonna if they're gonna wait and see if they can get him because I know they still had a significant package enough with you know DeAndre Hunter Kevin Herter we saw him on the move uh to Sacramento and then um other pieces they got in Neko Okongwu. Um, he's he's another young piece that they have that they could have given in that Durant package. But I look at this and it just adds number one and another ball handler. But I was talking about to you, Jay. It has a great defender in Dejounte Murray, versatile defender, can guard one through three on the floor, take some pressure off Trey Young. But I I saw this. They're both dom- ball dom- dominant guards Jay and I, that's concerning for me like they both predominantly their whole careers have been the number one option you know 
the the centerpiece of their off- respective offenses in San Antonio and then Trey Young with with Atlanta. So I'm wondering, Trey's really got to make the make the leap that we've seen a guy like Curry, similar frame, like he's a little smaller, but he's got to ha- have that willingness to move off ball. Or I don't think it's really going to work ultimately because Dejounte Murray certainly not the shooter that Trey Young is. So that's a concern for me uh, when I look at this Atlanta roster defensively it does address some issues but offensively two ball dominant guards one's gonna have to make a sacrifice so if they can make that work i I love that backcourt but i still see a team like uh milwaukee jay i don't think there it doesn't make them better than to me philly i still think i have them over them and then you look at the other teams that are still question marks um the chicago's i don't really see them being better even the heat uh, i still have them ahead of them so I would say them they're around that five, six, but I don't know if it makes them significantly better. Maybe just a, a sure lock in play off team, maybe not a playing team. But I don't know how you're feeling about it, Jack. Man, Jay, I mean, it's my mean, initial look, takes. Man. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. When I saw it, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, man, I, I didn't know the Hawks were. Were, were robbers i didn't know they, they were professional rob because they just robbed the spurs man mm-hmm. i mean the 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 the, the whole trade was dejounte Mur- the hawks got dejounte murray and and jack landale and then the spurs got danilo Nari and then four first round picks uh and again like i just don't see the spurs trying to go any younger i mean greg popovich is coming back in another year. I would think that he wants to coach at least like one good solid, you know, rock, rock solid star in, in, in DeJounte Murray, but then the, but the Spurs shipping him definitely left me in, in questions, but Jay, I mean, to talk about the fit on the Hawks, I'm right there with you, man. Like I didn't, don't really see and don't really understand in my mind how this is going to work. Because again, like I still think that the NBA is predicated on uh, pick and roll is how you start every, all your offense. And usually you'd want that pick and roll to be, uh, you know, with a, 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 your two stars to be the guard and the big, you know, a big that's it's agile and the guard it's quick mm-hmm. that can shoot. Hopefully that big could shoot. That's like the model for today's modern NBA. You'd want that to be your one, a one B stars. So with the backcourt, uh, they're definitely, you know, trying to kind of throw it back to the early two thousands and the nineties where, you know, your best two players were your one and two. Uh, so I, I, I I want to see how that's going to work out, but yeah, Jay, I'm really right there with you against the, you know, the superstars of the East superstars of the West. I still don't think this, um, this really gets them, gets them past it, but it does get them a very deep team now. You know, they, they, they do now have deep, they, they have, they have a lot of depth and, uh, with, with DeJounte Murray, I just want to see how they're going to play because like how you said, Jay, two ball dominant players, um, Trey Young's got to stay at the one DeJounte Murray's, you know, he's a six, four, so he's gonna, he's, yeah. he's gonna go to the two, but a little lengthy mm-hmm. man, but overall I think Hawks definitely got, got to win on this one. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm still questioning it too on the, like you said, the pick and roll partners with John Collins. Cause at the end of the day, John Collins is still there. And then we heard all last season, that he was frustrated being mm-hmm. the second, third option. And he's still after that <laughs> deal, he's still in the same position. So I don't know if Atlanta plans on making another uh, deal to get rid of John Collins and bring it, bring in more of a like supplementary piece. Who's going to be willing to be a third, uh, fourth option. Cause he's definitely going to be behind DeJounte and Trey uh, potentially beyond, behind uh, Deandre Hunter and the significantly taller lob thread and Clint Capella. So, 
I don't know from that standpoint about John Collins and what that does for Atlanta. So yeah, it doesn't really move the needle any more for, for Atlanta. And that's how I'm feeling about them uh, through, through three agency so far, unless they make a, a deal here coming up. Man, man, I'm right there with you, my brother. Slim. Let's keep it pushing, Jay, to the Celtics. Uh, free agency, no splash. Free agency, no splash. They just they just resigned, uh, resigned Lou Cornette on, on a two-year deal. But trades, now that's a whole different thing, Jay. What I think they might have did is they might have landed the point guard that they were missing, Jay, a playmaker, somebody who can run the team and be that uh, playmaking pass first guard who can also shoot, who can still defend, who fits the system, Jay. The Celtics end up getting Malcolm Brogdon uh, from the Pacers, and the Pacers got Daniel Tice, you know, that's my guy, Aaron Naismith, Nick, Nick Stauskas, Malik Fitz, and Juwan Morgan in a 2023 first-round pick. Jay, initial thoughts on this um, with this trade? Yeah, I, I want all of the family who's listening to this, watching this, to, to turn this up in the, so that they can really hear this, Jay. And we talk about it all the time. We, 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 we could say this phrase till we're blue in the face, Jay, till we're blue in the face. The best ability is availability. And Malcolm Brogdon, through, the, through his rookie year, he has not been – a reliant point guard in the NBA. And that's extremely concerning. Um, when he's playing, he's a great, he's the perfect fit for, for the Celtics. But I think the reason that the Celtics were able to get him at such a, basically giving up two role players, I forget who, who said it. They gave us uh, picks, two picks, basically no, no disrespect to Daniel Tice and uh, Aaron Naismith. Those, those are two back end rotation guys at best right now uh, as it sits, but I just think if Brogdon is healthy, he's great, but he hasn't he has a proven track record of not being healthy even so much to be when he was out of Virginia, he fell to I believe the 15th pick later because he is there there were those concerns of his health at that time and he still hasn't been able to stay healthy. So, I love it if he's able to play, but he hasn't shown uh, that he's been able to play to to this and I'm just going off history, right? It's bound to repeat itself. I hope that he's able to play because the Celtics already made it to the finals. Um, I think he's the piece, like you said, to get that true point guard in there. Cause like I said, their biggest weakness, even after the finals and before Jay Marcus smart, wasn't a true point guard and they got that in Malcolm Brogdon. So if he's going to, if he's going to play Jay love it, but we haven't, he hasn't proven that he's going to be available for them uh, throughout his career, honestly, besides his rookie year. So man, so Jay, that's I mean, my initial shots, Jay. Man, honestly, Jay, it, it, you you summed it up perfectly. If he plays, he's exactly what they are what they are missing in. But like how you said, Jay, he has not. Like I'm over here looking on Basketball Reference. My guy played 75 games the first year. Since then, hasn't the most he's played is 64. That's crazy, Jay. Yeah, I'm 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 I, with that, Jay. I'm right there with you. Best kind True, of ability, best kind of availability is availability. Yeah. Jay, if Man, they could get sixty out of him, they'll be set. They'll be <laughs> loving that. If they could get they'll sixty be, games out of him, that'll be they'll that'll be, be happy with that, huh, Jay. But, yeah, I don't know if they can if they're gonna get that. I hope for, I hope for him. He's able to play, but yeah. Man, well, all right, Jay. So, so, so the Celtics with that big splash with the trade. Uh, so then, some, let's get to another uh, 
highly climatic and drama team, the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, uh, as far as on, on free agency sign, uh, re-signing Nicholas Claxton and Patty Mills, both on two-year deals. And real quick, because I know we're going to probably touch on KD and Kyrie and all that. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk about just Nicholas Claxton <laughs> and Patty Mills. Um, I, I like those two guys. I think those are two great role players. I think it's unfortunate that when players like that, that a player like Nicholas Claxton and Patty Mills could get a team that's on the brink of a championship over the edge with Patty Mills shooting Nicholas Claxton with his defending and his lob threat. I'm not saying he's going to add be out there closing out the game, but there's, but we all know the bench players and role players matter come, 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 come playoffs. And mm-hmm. I, I just, if Brooklyn isn't Brooklyn with KD and Kyrie, they're not going to get there. So I just want to say like, it, it is upsetting to see Claxton and Patty locked up, especially because Patty's almost you know, ending out his career. Um, uh, see these players locked up to teams that aren't, aren't going to go anywhere. But now let's get into the real Nets <laughs> drama, Jay. And that's KD and Kyrie, Jay. You, you, you have the floor. Talk to me about what you're feeling and everything. I mean, my initial thoughts when K- when Kyrie resigned, we we think Katie he's for sure coming, coming back. back, right? Yeah. That's his that's his guy, right? Um, and then and then you know you hear all these reports, you you I was reading all these articles, and then it and then it hit me like there's a possibility, and and I'm not gonna we we can only we can't go off assumptions. We can go with the writing on the wall. I don't think that Kyrie opts into that deal. Um, opts into that deal thinking that he's going to stay in Brooklyn if KD's not there. So I think that it basically for it's a better, it's more security for him. Number one, because he knows he's getting 31 mil regardless, right? He's going to get paid by Brooklyn or he's going to get paid by another team. So he, he secured his bag. Not mad at the dude. <laughs> get get your money. Kyrie. Like, I don't know. You, you, you earn that. You earn that pay throughout your career. Like regardless of the off, court drama queen what Kyrie is he earned he earned his keep he earned his money on the court but then you look at it from KD's standpoint I knew he wasn't coming back if if Kyrie but at the end of the day I said this like multiple people who have known KD like off the court and 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 personally have talked to KD specifically and they've said to me like the dude just wants a ball like you can tell he's not I think he's getting caught up a lot in Twitter and all that and and that too much. But at the end of the day, I think he just wants to be like a low key dude and ball. And this drama from Brooklyn was the fur the furthest thing from what he wanted to be a part of. And I just think that he saw the writing on the wall that this Brooklyn team is a team who got swept by the Boston Celtics in the first round. And he saw that they had no answers, no, he had no help basically. So he said this team next year, isn't going to be good enough, whether or not Kyrie comes back um, or he's gone. So he just said that, like uh, knowing that he wants the ball, he wants to win. It wasn't going to work in Brooklyn. So I just saw those two things of Kyrie re-signing, securing his bag. And I think both of them at the end of the day, Jay, are going to be on the move. And it's just now about who they're, who they're going to be partners with in the deal, Jay. The, the top teams that I saw, like Golden State, I don't think that's a realistic option. It would make them a significant title contender, Jay, but at the end of the day, I don't see that happening. So I look at the Raptors, number one. Um, they have a lot to offer with Scotty Barnes, um, OG Ananubi, or Gary Trent. 
um, Phoenix Suns, who he really he wanted to be partnered with. Mikhail, Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Hunter. I don't think that gets it done. I think Toronto's a better option or the Miami Heat. And I don't see them trading Jimmy Butler because that's who we want to go play with. And I don't see them trading Bam. So then who's it going to be? Tyler Hero, um, Duncan Robinson, who's a significant shooter, but he's carrying a huge contract. And to, in order for the numbers to work, he'd have to be a part of that deal, Jay. So I'm just, I don't really know what and then and then the Pelicans is the last option with Zion Williams. I don't really know if they really want to do that because he's significant piece of what they want to do in the future. And I think that team with KD is a title contender. But does Kyrie does KD want to be in in New or- New Orleans with that squad? Does New Orleans does David Griffin want to give up Zion? Who you insert to that team who lost to Phoenix last year? I think they they have a good chance of beating them, Jay. I don't know. I think they, they take them seven, right? They lost in six. I think they take in seven. Anything can happen in game seven. We both know. We saw what happened to Phoenix against Dallas. They were clearly the better team, but random things can happen in game seven. So I think you throw Zion. My point is, Jay, I look at Pelicans from pure talent and what they have future players, Zion, Scotty Barnes. I, I would, If I'm those two teams, I – would love to do I'm I'm Brooklyn I'm love to do it but if I'm Toronto I'm not giving up Scotty Barnes that's your future he's not he's not KD but that's your future piece I would try to do it with uh giving up OG and Gary Trent and then trying to keep Scotty Barnes so he can bridge that gap like we've seen you know the <laughs> one team try to do over here Jay but that was my initial thoughts man rambling here but Jay what do you think about those trade offers those trade options that I just laid out for you Man, Jay, honestly, I, I, I really, I really like those. I, to be real, I was more leaning on the side of, of, of the heat, but then again, also, um, um to be as, as realistic as possible, uh, a team would need a, would need a Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler. Uh, I think a Jimmy Butler, a Bam, or one of those key players that I, I, I again, I don't know if KD actually said this or it's just reports, but I've seen him saying like he, it would have to be Bam would have to be there. Jimmy and Kyle Lowry would have to be there for, 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 for him to go. Uh, get, don't know how true it is. Don't know if he actually said that or if that's just rumors. So I think he, but honestly, Jay, when you laid out that Toronto Raptors option, that was, uh, that, uh, that was great. Um, but, but to be real, man, I, 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 I just, I just don't know because with a player like KD, like it's not like he doesn't fit on any team. Like he can fit on any single team. You insert mm-hmm. him into any team, but so it's more about, what's what's realistic but if you're if you're the raptors in my opinion if you're any team in my opinion to be mm-hmm. honest you give up just about anybody you, mm-hmm. you you get you give up just about anybody to have him on your team because uh there's players i think a handful of players in lebron curry Giannis, kd it's probably it that when they're on your team yeah. you're just you're all you're yeah. automatically like you have a chance Luka. of winning the title <laughs> but but um, see i'm saying gonna like, be, yeah yeah i'm saying like i'm saying like you have these players on these teams mm-hmm. and you can have a bunch of seventh graders and you have a, you at least have a mm-hmm. shot at getting right. a title i don't Jay, know if i don't know if luke is there yet that's a great point because out of the eight of ten championships it's either been step the past 10 years has been steph or lebron and the two times that it wasn't lebron or steph it was Kawhi leonard 
and and Giannis yeah. Antetokounmpo, and those yeah. were the off years, Jay. So those are top five players, arguably top two players in any mm-hmm. given year. So you need a top end talent. And what is Kevin Durant? He puts any team, like you said, puts Toronto over the top. He puts them a significant title contender. He puts the Phoenix Suns significant title contender. He puts New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans. I'll even say that a significant title contender. So absolutely, I, 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 and he, he's got four years on his contract. Scotty Barnes, as good as he is, rookie of the year, you don't know what he's going to be. I think he's budding star. He's going to – he could potentially be that. But it's Kevin freaking Durant. Jay, he you talked to me. Remember, you you remember the championship star, window? So you, I think you do that the, deal if you're any one of those teams, man. You remember your championship window talk, Jay? <laughs> What's that? I say you remember your championship window talk. You talk about the facts, importance of facts. not missing a championship window. Mm. And I and, and the Raptors have a good team. You make a good enough offer, you get a player like Kevin Durant over there, you might not miss that championship window. Because I agree, Sky is great. Scotty could be something great. But could be and is are two mm-hmm. different things. And Kevin Durant facts. is great, man. So facts. I think you do that, Jay. I think you do that, man. <laughs> Jay, Jay, real. We we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. And that's the other the other piece in Brooklyn, Jay. And that's the we've heard it. We've heard it. I've heard it. Los Angeles Lakers, Kyrie Irving. We've heard the talks that they do. They have the tools. Who are you giving up? Our Lakers insider. Who are you giving up? Who are you willing to sacrifice um, to get that deal done? I, I have to assume you would throw Russ in there anyway way you could get him out of there but what are, do you realistically think that the Lakers have the pieces to get that deal done and get Kyrie over there if you're Brooklyn or do you think like it's a three-team deal what do you what's the temperature on that I think I think to for it to work out it would it would have to be a three-team deal but me representing Lake Show Jay representing Laker Nation I don't want him I I, I, I sat I sat wow. I sat and I thought about it Jay I don't want him and and here's why here's why Kyrie's great over, over Russell Westbrook, Jay. Now, now listen, now listen, listen, listen. Jay. I'm gonna get there. Because <laughs> look, because look, Russell Westbrook is bad, Jay. Russell Westbrook is bad, and he has and he and he hasn't worked out for that year. But 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 look at this, man. Like the more I think about, it, I'm like, man, Kyrie is great. But Jay, what what did you say earlier in the pod, and we know about it. But availability is the greatest ability. And he 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 just is not available, especially being in California. He's gonna have to miss home games. Okay. I if we're playing in a regular men's league and we're just hey, we're hooping, let's go hoop, throw the ball out, let's play. But no, we're playing against NBA players, NBA organizations that have the top tools and the top minds ready to do this and who a lot of the times people that win championships they say they won championships because they were together because they're cohesion because they play together all the time because it was a, like a brotherhood and while Kyrie could be best friends with everybody on the Lakers if you are only playing half the games if you are only playing the away games in these states that do not uh, require that mandate I just how much fluidity how much um c- connection are you gonna get on the team mm. and and then come playoffs again like i'm regular season these teams are ready but come playoffs like if the lakers are going against a, a team who is you know e- equally as good and in the playoffs everybody is good let's say they're going against a team that equally as good and now the difference is who has cohesion who has played together who has played together more and the other team has played together more i i just i i think that that would be a disaster but 
when I talked to Junior about this, Junior said something. He's like, yeah, but Russell Westbrook is a disaster. And I agree. He is a disaster. But I, I think it would I'm I am I will feel more comfortable in putting my money and putting my bet in on Rashid and 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 um and uh my why I'm blanking on Lakers head coach right now, Jay. Um uh, Darvin Ham, Darvin Dar- Ham, Dar- 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 yeah. Rashid Wallace. Yeah. I I believe mm-hmm. in them to put Westbrook in his place. I'm not saying go to the bench, you little kid. Like, no, I'm not talking. I'm just saying, like, look, man, we need to bring that defensive dog out of you game. You need to be that defensive player. You need to realize, like, your guard days, your primary ball handler days are past you. I don't know if it's going to work, but me personally, I feel more comfortable putting my money and putting my bet into that happening, the Lakers having a better season, than Kyrie coming and playing half the games and then having to play teams that have been playing all the games together. Yeah. Jay, I mean, I hear that. I hear, I hear the best of, of ability is availability. But then I look at it from it's Kyrie Irving versus Russell Westbrook, and I'm just talking about the product on the court and what you get if you bring in Kyrie over over Westbrook. Westbrook, excuse me. And I'm not even gonna mess around with the with the name. That was a, that was an actual error. But I will say, if you bring in Kyrie, Jay, it fixes a lot of things. Number one for for the Lakers. The, you look at the past two years of the the year before when they lost to um when you when you lost to the, to the Suns in the first round and then last year obviously um with with all the injuries and stuff where you relied on Westbrook as more of as the primary pick and roll uh ball handler coming off the screen. So number 1, we look at it from Anthony uh Davis hasn't been the same shooter that he has been in the bubble. I expect that to improve if he's healthy um this upcoming season. But if you add in that Westbrook, when he was coming off the screens, the defenders were able to sag off him significantly. And AD on the pick on the pop, they weren't respecting that either. So the two, those are two defenders who are sitting in the paint, Jay, that clogs up all that spacing. And if you add the the shooter, number one, offensively of Kyrie and add his talent coming off the pick and roll, you're not going to be able to, to drop back. You're not going to be able to play that drop coverage. And that opens up so much space on the perimeter for LeBron, who's a great passer, can find those on the swing and look for that high, low action. I think that just opens up so many things. And then Kyrie at his best, he's a 40% of an above um, three point shooter. And he's knocking that down. If you drop on him, he's knocking that down. So that changes and opens up so many things for the Lakers. And that also opens up lanes. You saw who they picked up um, in the, uh, recently. We'll talk about their signings, but guys who can get down athletic, um, young athletic guys who can get downhill, not to mention you have LeBron that's going to open up lanes for him. And even if it's not going to him, you open up that role for Anthony Davis, who's one of the best lob finishers in the league when he's healthy, Jay. So I just look at it from a X's and O's basketball standpoint. If he's playing, Jay, it's such an upgrade that and let's not and, and and I'll add in the fact that it's such a significant upgrade if you add in Kyrie for the Lakers. And the fact is we knock Kyrie the vaccine mandates, yes, he didn't play a lot last season. But up until that point, he had played significant amount, even up to in 2020, he got injured last season, the 2020-21 season. And then before that, he was injured up into the bubble. And then he didn't even end up going because he wasn't going to play anyway. So I think the knocks and the things about him not being available, look at the statistics up until the past two seasons. He's been available for the most for the most uh for the most part i think if you're lakers you take that chance back linked up back with lebron i think that's really 
really scary if you're the Lakers, man. So that's my thoughts. And I think you do it if you have the opportunity, but I just don't know if the Lakers have enough for the, uh, for the Nets one for one pieces to get it done unless you add a 13. All right, Jay. So let's keep it pushing my brother and let's get to the next team, Jay. That is uh, my team that I'm low-key a fan of on the low, and that is the Chicago Bulls, Jay. Uh, they hit big home run in um, in free agency, bringing back Zach Levine, five-year deal. Shout out Levine getting his money. Uh, Goran Dragic, one-year deal. I think that's a great backup point guard to have in your NBA. Just vet that knows the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, return Derek Jones Jr., two-year deal, good for the human pogo stick and Andre Drummond on a two-year deal, which I think is actually great for them. Not who exactly they needed. They needed a little bit of a more nimble big, in my opinion, but Andre Drummond will definitely get the job done for now. Uh, was better than Tristan Thompson, I can say that much. Uh, so I think Andre Drummond was a, good, was a good pickup for them uh, for their big man position. But Jay, talk to me about the Bulls. How, how you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I love all the additions that, that uh, Chicago did. Well, I don't think Andre Drummond, he's kind of hit and miss in his productions when he's on, as you, as you know, as a Laker fan, like when he's on and he's playing well, he's doing those little things defensively. He's rebounding. He's engaged in the game. He's, he's a great player, but it's the consistency that's always been a bit issue for Andre Drummond. But when he's playing at his highest level, love that deal for, for the Bulls. And then Zach Levine, they got their guy ultimately, me and me, I know me and you always go back and forth about Zach Levine and Bradley Beal because they're similar in the fact that their scores. I know Bradley Beal is a little older than Zach Levine, I believe, maybe a year or two older. But I just think out of the two, and I'm not really comparing them, but I think he's who I'd go with in the future. I don't know, you know, it's tough to compare situations and everything, but I just think Zach Levine's a winner, um, proven scorer, similar, very similar skill sets. So make that comparison. And then, like you mentioned, Goran Dragic, his history, his track record. Um, I think it's a great locker room um, addition for, for the, the Bulls and their, what they're trying to build there with it, it been to the guy who's been to the finals, um, been around good organizations uh, recently. The Raptors back with the Heat. Um, he's been around journeyman around the league. And then Derek Jones, I think that's an underrated re-signing because his skill set, his ability to defend. And number one, I just, when I think of players similar to GJ, I think of GP too, um, and almost a, more of a lob threat and athletic finisher because he's plus six, seven inches um, in height and athleticism and wing. I think he has like a seven, two, seven, four wingspan. So Some dude can fly. Man. And um, I love that addition and, and the moves that the bulls have made. Um, and then, you know, Lonzo's coming back. So, like all these moves for the Bulls, man. Shout out the Bulls, man, for sure. Shout out our guy Garrett, man, from the Super Mario Hoops podcast. Big move, Bulls fan. Uh, but Jay, real quick, man, let's let's let let's you know let's talk about the Hornets. And you know the Hornets had a, bl- a bigger splash that was outside of the NBA. Um, I mean, it, just NBA wise, they they resigned Cody Martin for your deal. Um, I was a little surprised for a year. Usually, role players don't get huge deals like that, but. Whatever. Um, but Miles Bridges, man, just messing up the bag, Jay. Like, lit, like uh, not, not only just doing something totally inhumane and domestic violence is just so wrong and just something mm-hmm. that allegedly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah allegedly, right. Mm-hmm. But like, right. I, I just, I, I just like the day before 
free agency opened, which was, I believe, June 30th. So June 29th, my dog, like, not wanted to get arrested, but, like, got into it, you know, or whatever happened. And he messed up the bag, Jay. Messed up the bag. Huge contract was coming his way. Um, and just, I get, you know, any thoughts on it, Jay? Just tough situation. Young man. Yeah, it's, it's extremely unfortunate <clears throat> for Miles Bridges. Um, you, you live and you learn the mistakes you make. You, you got to pay for Um it's an extremely unfortunate situation for everyone involved. Um, you know, these allegations being arrested, domestic abuse is no joke. So I, I just think it's, it's just unfortunate, like I said, for, for all these opportunities, and especially um, I'll talk about not, not the situation, but on the court, Miles Bridges came off a career year and you make these mistakes. You got to pay for them, learn from them. You might be suspended for the year. I'm interested to see what the what the NBA comes down with um, in terms of punishment, but just extremely unfortunate for all, all parties involved. So, man, right there with you, Jay. Def, def, definitely unfortunate. So, pray in that situation get better, man. But let's keep it pushing, Jay, and let's get to the let's get to the Cavs, Jay. You're low key on the low, <laughs> second favorite team, Jay. Uh, resign Ricky Rubio on a three-year deal. Shout out Ricky Rubio after getting after getting hurt, man. So shout out him. Um, Robin Lopez one year one year deal, and the boy Darius Garland agrees to that five years extension. Jay thoughts because I know that's I know that's your guy right there. Yeah, and I forgot this is like a low key trade partner for for the nets um forgot to mention them i believe mm. i don't know if dang i didn't <clears throat> think about that <laughs> dang, i don't know actually. yeah yeah i don't know if evan mobley might have a uh trade clause i'm not sure but that's this is another young team because if you look at that young core even right now with darius garland um and, and, Mo- and mobley i don't know if they get it done right now but then if you look at it from also from the Cavs viewpoint if they get KD back and what they're able to keep. I don't know if they can get it done with that roster and Darius Garland too at the same time, but uh, yeah, like you mentioned, they saw the significance, you know, Richard, Richard Rubio is (laughs) is back with with the Cavaliers after his uh, unfortunate ACL injury. But I think they saw the significance and how much he rubbed off on Darius Garland. You know, he was in the, the locker room early on in the year was number one playing great for them. But I also think they saw the importance of having a veteran in the locker room and having that uh, veteran mentor for those guys. So the importance of that, I think comes at a premium in the NBA. And I think a lot of teams are starting to see that similar to like the, the bucks and Joe Ingles and that signing, which we'll talk about a little bit, but those kind of deals are the sneaky ones. Even a guy like Robin Lopez, who's going to be a mentor to Jared Allen, who's more of a veteran now, I'd say, but Evan Mobley as well. So I like all these deals and you throw in Raul Neto uh, as well. So these, these are sneaky low key deals. And then obviously you'd love the, I love the uh, extension of Darius Garland after the year you had. Yes, sir, man. And, 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 and that's what it takes though, Jay. Like, just like how you said, these sneaky deals are the ones that really get you uh, over, over the edge, man. That really get you over the hump and, and to that championship. So I'm right there with you, Jay. So let's go ahead and keep it pushing. And let's get to the Mavs, Jay. 
finally, my guy JaVale got a little bit of a bigger than just a one-year bag. Somebody believed in him. The Mavs gave him a three-year deal, uh, and they and then uh, Theo Penson returned. But the splash, in, in my opinion, this is this is like the so far, so far the most slept on trade in the in in all of free agencies. I mean, in all of, during the finals, off, which was off, exactly. probably the reason why. Yeah, the, the, the really, really, really slept on, in my opinion. The Mavericks, uh, they Ma- Mavericks get Christian Wood from the Rockets. The Rockets get Wendell Moore, which is the 26th pick. They got Sterling Brown, Marquise Chris, Trey Burke, and and Bo, Bo- Boban Marjanovic. It's just so hard to say, mm-hmm. man. But, um, honestly, Jay, this pick, I mean, this trade to me is such a win for Luca. Like, I hope that that day Luca went out and partied and celebrated and had a great time because I think this is what right here. Um, what it, it I'm not saying that now they're a finals team, but they are so much closer and they have gotten so much better, in my opinion, because what Luka Doncic is, and again, what the NBA is predicated on are all these pick and rolls, the way Luka Doncic especially he he starts every offense and will keep picking and rolling until he gets a mismatch that he wants or either on him or a mismatch that he wants on the big and he will find the big or he will find a shooter can now you take that pick and roll and you put a player like christian wood who can pick and pop not saying he's the greatest shooter but definitely can shoot Definitely got that got that strap on him, got that thing on him. Luka Doncic will be able to find him for the pops. He'll, he'll be able to find him for the rolls. Luka will know how to dr- draw the devils and just get him so many free baskets. Uh, so I just think that not only did this do great for Luka, but I think this is a huge step in the right direction for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they just need to continue to get shooters and fill up shooters around Luka and Christian Wood, man, because I think this is the two guys you go with right here. I like it a lot, Jay. How you feeling? Mm-hmm. First of all, shout out JaVale McGee's agent. Dude got an <laughs> absolute bag at his age, man. I think that's a steal for him. Shout out um, shout out JaVale McGee's agent. But I, I think he's deserving of it. Like you said, after all this time, uh, I think it's a few years late, honestly, a three-year deal. I'm not sure this, the uh, dollars and cents and specifications of that in terms of like player option and that but a three-year deal regardless another matter if it's a team option on the the last year or a player option I think it's huge for a guy of his age and a journeyman like him, himself at that at that clip too I think believe that it's 20 mil um for for three years so great deal but yeah like you said C- Christian Wood a good pick and roll partner but I th- think they have the intention unless it's maxi kleba of, of starting javel mcgee i think he believes he's coming in as a starter especially at that clip that he's getting paid at you have to think he has an opportunity to start i don't know if it's going to be maxi kleba or him but maxi kleba showed his versatility and his ability to defend um throughout those playoffs and their mavericks playoffs run so christian wood great addition pick and roll partner um if he's gonna be a good character fit for the Dallas Mavericks is a question because he's had some turbulence at every stop, namely most recently with the Rockets. And we heard the rumblings of him walking, running, like him talking back to uh, the assistant coach and, and all that and being kind of a cancer in the locker room at times, they were able to squabble that beef, but hopefully that's not the case coming into an organization like the Mavericks and their track record and Jason Kidd, I don't think he's going to let that fly as well. So, Bit of an upgrade, but I think it's a downgrade as well because they lost their secondary playmaker and a guy who took a lot of pressure off Luka, and that's Jalen Brunson. So 
Man. They did get an addition, but they had a pretty big subtraction, especially when you look at the Mavericks and their run. Call it miraculous. They did beat the team with the best record in the NBA and the Phoenix Suns. And a lot large part of that was Jalen Brunson. Um, obviously, Luka, top five player, did what he did. But Jalen Brunson was their second option in that who had inconsistency as time. But I think that also a, a big uh, loss for the Mavericks. So. They did get better, but they did lose their secondary uh, playmakers. So you have to look at it from both ends, uh, in my opinion, when I look at their offseason so far. Man, Jay, yeah, no, they de- definitely hurt them big to lose Jalen Brunson, uh, a big a big part and a big reason. Yeah, Jay, like how you said, people can call it uh, lucky or whatever. But, I mean, I think that I was even actually saying this with Junior. I was saying – the Mavs were great, but I mean, they don't get there. Jalen Brunson didn't do what he did in those first early games when Luca was there. So uh, definitely I'm right there with you on that Jay. And we will definitely get to the next later in this pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, but real quick, Jay, let's get to the Pistons uh, Pistons. In my opinion, I think they're, they're out here just giving everybody who feel like they deserved a chance, a chance. They gave Kevin Knox a two-year deal. They gave Marvin Bagley a three-year deal and I'm not getting on them. I think that deservingly so. I like Marvin Bagley a lot. Gotta get the defense together, but huge uh, talent and could be a offensive load. Uh, Kevin Knox, same thing with them. Been been, been following him since high school. Uh, but for the Pistons, what I really want to talk about Jay is not only their draft pick and and and, and Jalen during that thirteenth pick, but also Jay. They got they're getting Kemba Walker. Um, Cade is the guy. Cade is the guard. Cade is the young guy over there. And in my opinion, when you got those young guards, I don't think you – I think it's 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 more uh, hurtful for you to put, like, a player in front of them to have them try to learn from them. I think the best way to learn is by effing it up, by, 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 by going bad, right? And I think that Cade needs those mistakes and those reps. And unless you're bringing Campbell Walker in as a um, – as a vet, you know, it's kind of just to like what, like watch over him. But I still, I still think Kemba Walker's got a lot to give than just to be a, um, a you know, a, a Andre Iguodala vet. I'm not saying Andre Andre Iguodala didn't do anything, but you know, more of that coach's vet. I think Kemba's got a lot more to give than that. So, um, don't really understand that move with Kemba, but talk to me, Jay. How are you feeling about the Pistons? Uh, and they, they got what they got coming. Yeah, I think the the Pistons are doing it the right way, building through the draft. Um, so you, you love to see it. You love to see it from that standpoint. And they I think they just absolutely got away with robbery on draft night and were able to, to number one um, t- to get Hardy from from Purdue. Um, sorry, Jay, excuse me, Jalen, uh, Jaden Ivy from Purdue. Great backcourt mate for the Pistons. What they needed when you look at Cade Cunningham, um, what he needed, the secondary and all along throughout the draft interviews, Jaden Ivey said, yo, telling teams, number one, he didn't work out with the, uh, he didn't even go for a workout with the Kings, but he said, like, he told every team, I'm not a point guard. You know, I'm used to playing off, off ball. Um, I'm used to being, you know, the, the number one scoring option. And I think that fits perfectly. We've seen what Kate Cunningham can do, setting up his teammates, getting everyone involved and what not a perfect young backcourt um, team to, to grow with. You add into the mix. You already have Isaiah Stewart. You already have uh, Sadiq Bay over there and you lose, um, you lose Jeremy Grant, but then you're adding um, this young Duran. Um, from from Memphis to, to the rotation. And then I do believe 
Kemba Walker is going to be on is getting bought out. I believe they if they didn't already finalize, he'll be on the road, be on the move. And there's talks of him going back to the Hornets for maybe a young veteran. But Kemba Walker will be bought out. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's only up for the Pistons. I think they're going to be flirting, maybe a little sub 500 team in the East, like maybe 10 games, 15 games below 500. But I think the trajectory is only up. They'll, they'll flirt around that like our guy. I was about uh, to Shane, say Shane, Shane got to you, about, like, Shane, Shane got, got to me. I think there'll be, you know, right around there, like 15 to 20 games. I don't think there'll be right at 500. Definitely not, especially with the landscape of the East and what it's shaping up. But you never know, man. You never know what injuries can happen too. And um, a young, hungry team similar to the, the Grizzlies who, who made it all the way with John Morant, who was in his second or third year, Jay. So you never know, like a young team could get, get hot um, and make the playing tournament. Who knows? We've seen it happen before is what I'm trying to say, but love the off season so far for the Pistons. Man. Shout out. Pistons. Bad boys. Bad boys. Team of the future, man. Shout out. Shout out, shout out our guy, Lance and our guy, Shane, man. We got yeah. We got a couple of Pistons options, man. So. Detroit basketball, but uh, all right, so then let's keep it pushing. Jay, you know what team we got next, Jay? The Golden State Warriors, uh, re signed, um, uh, re signed Kevon Looney to a three year deal, which I loved, loved, and got Dante DiVincenzo on a two year deal. Jay, dub nation expert, the floor is yours. How are you feeling about the offseason so far after the, after the championship, Jay? <laughs> that's that's i mean you got to take our victory laps but i'm curious to and i'm just talking i'm not talking dollars and cents here with with we know they got the championship money what you talk about you won i'm not i don't know about tax all this mid-level exception when i look at the pieces when i initially saw the offseason you saw the three significant free agents that were going to be on the market Number one, Kavon Looney, he was going to be a huge piece. I thought we needed to re-sign him. And then it was one of two of Otto Porter Jr. and Gary Payton. And when I looked at those three players, I thought two of them, one of them was going to for sure be um, Kavon Looney. Knew they were able to get him back. And then I looked at Gary Payton and Otto Porter Jr. And I'm like, they got to get one of those guys back. And Joey, Joey Lightyear said, nah, nah, we're not trying to save. We're trying to save one or two, two mil apparently. And, uh, and, and I, I'm just questioning because if you look at their run, we saw when he got injured um, against number one in the, the first series against Denver, he was a huge piece in that guarding, making life difficult for Monte Morris. You know, we saw him talking to, uh, to, to Jokic, we saw him doing everything, just being a pest defensively. Look, the the first, the second round with John Moran, he was the stopper, the guardian, all the guards, and he got injured. We saw the huge gap, the hole that they have on that Memphis series without him. And then when he comes back to the finals, he was able to match up with Jalen Brown, guard him for some times. He was able to switch on to Jason Tatum and the size that he gives up, I think, he makes up with it as his athleticism, his active hands and all that. And for the Warriors to lose that, I think it's a, a big loss. But on the flip side, Jay, they were able to maybe pinch some dollars and they brought in Dante DiVincenzo, a, a national champion, um, a guy who I believe with the Bucks, and we talked about um, way back, I think that was after what the Eastern Conference finals or the semifinals 
when I talked about the Bucks and what they're missing, right? That score, um, maybe that second, that shooter, right? Um, on the kickouts. And that was Dante DiVincenzo, man. He's not the best playmaker, but I think he can do a little bit of what Gary Payton um, can do. The point of attack defender, he's definitely not at the level that um, Gary Payton. So it's a big loss in that. But I like the addition of that. If he's healthy, avail- best ability is availability. But if Dante DiVincenzo uh, is available, I think it's a great addition because that's a national champion. Obviously, he didn't play on the Bucks when they won that title. He was injured, but he was a huge piece earlier on in that year. And a lot of the reason they were able to be in that position going on to the playoffs. And I think he got hurt in that first round. He broke his foot. So I uh, like that addition. And then Kavon Looney turned himself into arguably the best rebounder in the NBA this past season, played every game in the, in the regular season. So love that and the playoffs. Uh, signing and, and the playoffs. They, they had to get Kavon Looney back. And I, I still think next year he's going to be starting. We don't know if James Wise and number one is going to even be playing at the start of the season, but I have a hard time seeing him giving up that starting uh, spot because he's so significant to them offensively. He just knows his role. And then defensively, we saw I can match up with one through five a little bit. Um, and he's just a bruiser, dude. Best, one of the best rebounders in the game right now. So they had to sign him. They were, but the Otto Porter Jr. I think that's mm-hmm. a big loss as well. Um, his ability to come in and when he's available, that's a big loss for them too. Toronto got a good one. They love their, six eight plus wingspan wings but they got another one in them so two big losses but they're going to the young guys jay that's what these moves tell me they're going they're believing in moses moody they're believing in jonathan kaminga and i like that man those are your those are your lottery picks steve kerr i jay what did i talk about in the um it didn't end up hurting them but i said kerr it's time it's time for kaminga and moody minutes i tweeted it out in that game three, um, I said they need some length athleticism. And now he's going to have, looks like it, he's not going to have any other option but to give those young guns uh, some run here next season. So addition by subtraction sometimes, Jay. And that's the story for the, for the Warriors so far, man. But big losses, but it's time for the young guns to shine. I like that, Jay. I like that. I, like, I, I, I think if you, you wrap it up in a, in a nice little bow, you just say addition by subtraction. I, I, I like that, Jay. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, Dante DiVincenzo, shooter, fits the Warriors system perfectly. And yeah, I, I, like I told you uh, in that in, in early in the first round of that playoffs, man, Kevon Looney's got to come back. Huge, um, huge reason as to why they even they even won the championship. So, yeah, man, I think that that was, uh, um, you know, uh, it, 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 it could have looked maybe in the first couple of days before that Dante DiVincenzo move, it could have looked like they was down, but then, but then they, you know, they came back up after that Dante DiVincenzo, like, like when, yeah. when you knocked out, but then you get up all yeah. of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Something like that, Jay. So the core right. is still intact, Jay. The core is the still core, intact. So the that's the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's, that's what matters, right? For any of these teams, right? Um, is if the core stays intact, you're able to retain those guys. The, the role players are the, the additions you need, right? The, the fine lines in between. So they were able to retain some of those guys. It's always hard to retain, as you know, recently with the Lakers and their, all their turnover and winning a championship, PJ Tucker, all these teams, it's hard to retain everyone because being a champion comes at a premium, right? You're going to mm-hmm. get your payday. Shout out GB2, shout out Otto Porter. Those are guys who are almost on the league. Otto Porter was a max contract guy, but GP2 
was in the G-, G League bouncing around team, a dude who applied to be the video coordinator for the Warriors because he wasn't sure if he was going to get the roster spot. He got cut, actually, and came back. So great success stories, man, at the end of the day. Um, I'm glad they got their back at the end of the day. It hurts, but, you know. Man, shout out right. them. Shout out them. And then another person that you didn't shout out, but don't worry, Jay. This is a perfect transition. You gave me a perfect bridge. Is Juan Toscano Anderson who agreed to a deal with the Lakers, Jay. Let's stay over here in Cali, and let's just keep talking about these California teams, Jay. Uh, the Lakers, they, like I said, uh, signed Juan Toscano Anderson to a deal, uh, signed Troy Brown Jr., Damian Jones, which that they should have been there that when they signed up for that 10-day, and Lonnie Walker agreed to a one-year deal. Uh, I mean, that Lonnie Walker one, Jay, I really I really do like, and, th- and that's why uh, when I was explaining earlier the – the whole Westbrook and and Kyrie thing. And yeah, Kyrie on the court is great, but he's only going to play for half the games, you know? So I'm more putting faith in Russell Westbrook learning his role and actually doing what he needs to do. And I think Lonnie, Lonnie Walker coming is a great side of it because he is a a point guard, a traditional point guard who can score, who, but he can also be that fast, uh, that pass first point guard. And I think that that not only puts Westbrook, if anything, out the rotation more, or I don't know, I uh, I don't know what what Westbrook is thinking, man. But uh, I do like that Lonnie Walker move a lot. Wanchez Connor Anderson, I, I I don't think it's you know going to be necessarily um, all the moves with with. I think Damian Jones is going to be big because. With AD, just never know uh, his his availability. I mean, he's absolutely great and uh, a top big in the league when he's there. But when he's not there, just just not there. So having having those big athletic uh, bigs in the team are huge. But for Troy Brown and Wanchez Connor Anderson, I think those are more just kind of role player moves, kind of side to side move. Uh, got got a got a bit deeper, but uh, but nothing. You know, no 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 splashes. I think Lonnie Walker was a good one. But uh, no, no, no splashes like my guy Chris Smooth says. Yeah, no, <clears throat> no splashes yet for, for the Lakers. But I do love, yeah, shout out JTA. I, yeah, you're right, Jay. O- Oakland's finest in the building, 95th Avenue. Um, <laughs> I saw repping. him at the game yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real, uh, he was in a Kobe jersey, right? I seen, yeah. seen that picture of him. But yeah, no, it's uh, great to see him getting um, another crowd track. Glad to see him still in the NBA. That's an NBA champion. So he, he deserves, um, comes at a premium, right? Getting, I believe they signed him on the, the veteran minimum deal, but he's, he still hangs around in the league and a great locker room guy that the Lakers are getting over there. And then, but I look at their additions, Jay, and I, I think they, they basically the complete opposite of what Rob Palenka and this they did the complete opposite of what they did last year, signing like the veteran guys. And they got those mm-hmm. athletic two-way kind of guys, which is good because those guys are going to be able to step in and under the mentorship of LeBron, I think he's going to bring the best out of them, but I don't see these guys moving the needle. So I think a guy like Kyrie and if they can make a splash in that sense, because none of these guys are they've signed so far are specialists, right? Like they're specialists athletically, they can do a lot of things, but I don't think they're really ex- like see that one thing, right? Like Lonnie Walker, is he going to be in the rotation, Jay? Like we don't know at this point, right? Is he going to be, be. Uh, is he going to be in the, at the end of the court in the playoffs? Like I think he can certainly play in the regular season, but it remains for- to be seen, right? It remains to be seen, right? Is he a, is he a 
would you consider him a primary ball handler? Though? I don't know. I would, I would definitely, I would definitely way rather have Lonnie Walker as my primary ball handler in the finals or in, or in playoffs and regular season and preseason mm-hmm. and anything than Russell Westbrook. He just, that, that's just not what he is anymore. That's just not what he is anymore. Especially when LeBron's out there, when LeBron's out there, Lonnie Walker better be the primary ball handler. But um, that's 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 season talk. That's season talk, Jay. Mm-hmm. Let me let me let, let me let, let's get to the other California team who I think made a bigger splash. I mean, freaking the Clippers, Jay, re-signing John. I mean, not re-signing, getting John Wall to sign a two-year deal is huge. Re-signing Nicholas Batum on a two-year deal, Amari Coffee on a three-year deal, Zubox agrees to the extension. I think that's big for them, Jay. I still think they need a better big than Zubak. I just don't. He's just not going to cut it. Like he's really not even that great of a rim protector, and he can't also can't stay out with guards in the perimeter. So I just think they need someone better than that. But wow, do I like that John Wall move? And Jay, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you remember when I said what team John Wall should go to, and I said the Clippers so he could be their primary ball handler? I'm just happy I got that right, Jay. Jay, Jay yeah. but how, how do you feel about the Clippers offseason? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the moves they got. They got the wing depth or the wing signing and Nicholas Batum. I think that was a great deal to get him to return. Um, Zubak, he got there. They lost Hardenstein, right? He's going to be their center for, for the future, or at least for um, the next few years here. And then John Wall, uh, that's a big move for them. He's obviously a guy who's been out for two years. He was just sitting away there working on his game, but this is officially John Wall's time, right? There is no other better situation for him for a drive and kick offense, a team who prides himself in getting in the lane, like driving and kicking their offense, getting guys open looks, and he has all the room to operate now. So we're going to see what John, if John Wall, what he has left in the tank. Cause this is like you said earlier, Jay, to, to your credit, let's give the kudos to you because if he has he has no excuses, right? This is the perfect situation. If he could have gone to any of the 30 teams in the league, I believe the Clippers for his style of play and what we've seen re- recently from John Wall, because we haven't really seen him play much in the past two years, um, m- m- past three years for that, you know, obviously his Achilles injury uh, three seasons before that. So let's see what John Wall's got in the tank. This is a dude who hasn't played for two years. So a lot of people already crowning the the Clippers contenders Kawhi's coming off um an ACL injury and John Wall's coming off basically not playing for two years so let's hold the horses on that but <laughs> looking at the roster they do got a squad if on those paper. guys play at their prime but we've seen before paper championships don't win championships just ask the Nets so uh <laughs> so let's see what the, let's see what the Clippers got I like on paper the moves they made uh, yeah, Jay, I'm 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 right there, Richie. On, on, on paper, solid makes, solid moves. But uh, mm-hmm. again, I you being on paper and, and in person is two different things, man. So I'm right there with you, brother. All right, Jay. So let's get to the next one, my brother, and that is the <laughs> Warriors' rivals right now, Jay. The Grizzlies, mm-hmm. Jay. The he's like, uh, <laughs> I knew you're gonna say that, Jay. The Warriors, the Warriors, they want to march, they want to march, 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 enemy right now, Jay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The Memphis Grizzlies, they re signed Tyus Jones, two year deal, and John Morant agreed to that five year extension. Uh, just I mean, real quick, I don't really have much to ask. I think Tyus Jones, absolutely great backup point guard. I mean, like the man had like seven turnovers last season for like mm-hmm. the entire season. That's great. 
uh, John Morant, he's, 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 he's the future of, of, of Memphis, man. So resign to a 20 year deal if you can. Yeah. Both great moves, Jay. Like you said, Tyus Jones, seeing him live. I have the opportunity of seeing this guy live dissecting the Raptors defense. One of the best floaters float games in the league. One of the best backup point guards in the league. I think they even got him out of steal, honestly, at the deal. I was surprised when I saw the dollars and cents um, because I, I, I love that deal. And it seems like he went with loyalties um, to a team who believed in him um, and gave him that opportunity. Even he knows he's he knows his role. He's comfortable with that. And that's exactly what you need uh, to build a championship team. And then John Morant, they got their guy, re-signed him. No surprise there. But Jay... Sometimes there's subtraction by addition. Unfortunately, we saw the injury to Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, with his, his, we saw his foot injury that's going to be, be have him sidelined for I believe um, four, three to four months, Jay. So by December, so that's a big loss for them. But what do the Grizzlies do best? Next man up mentality, right? I see them playing some small ball. Um, we see even saw with we saw with their best player John Moran out. So no surprise, won't be surprised if they're still in a good position when J- Jaron Jackson um, does come back. But that is a big loss for them, um, especially after the run they made to uh, to the Western Conference semifinals last year. All right, my brother. Next team we got on the list here, Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks. They went BP, BP, BP. Bobby Portis to another four year. I mean, two returns to a four year deal. They returned Joe. Uh, they returned Wesley Matthews. Returned Javon Carter and Sergi Baca. And Joe Ingles agreed to a one-year deal, which I think is actually a great, a great deal for them. Uh, I'm not saying Joe Ingles is nearly at all what Chris Middleton does, but Joe Ingles is inconsistent. But when he is on a score, knows how to score the ball, knows how to put the ball in the basket, even though he looks like a 45-year-old dad, he knows how to put the ball in the basket, knows how to get buckets. And uh, I think this was an absolute great pickup for them. Uh, Jay, talk to me about the Bucks offseason so far. Joe Ingles, Bobby Portis returning. What's going on? Yeah, love all the kind of – moves they made Serge Ibaka love that deal bringing back another veteran piece we don't know how um, much he's going to play but having a veteran presence like that around the locker room never hurts and then Joe Ingles another guy same thing Um, he's going to be out obviously with his ACL injury probably till mid-year close to around January February um, whenever it may be when he comes back but another locker room guy who's going to be mentoring the young guys they got. And then Bobby Portis, obviously he came back on a four year deal. I think that's a great, great deal with them. They had to have him um, come back because of what he did. He showed um, how valuable he is to the team, you know, playing the four and the five last season with Brooke Lopez missing a large portion of, of the beginning of the season towards, honestly, towards to, until the end, obviously Jay, you saw that with, with your squad, unfortunately, uh, in fantasy. But I like all those deals. But I still think there's a glaring um, deficiency here that they haven't addressed yet. And that's just, I don't know it, who it has to be. And it doesn't have to be a significant splash. But we saw when Chris Middleton wasn't there and it was all kind of on Giannis as the primary playmaker. And Drew Holiday is kind of their number one defensive guy so a lot of it had to be asked of him to be the secondary scoring option so I think they should look to add kind of 
another playmaker to that roster. I think that's the only thing they can have. And I don't know who it is or who it will be, but just another guy who can come in there, create shots for others um, is who they're missing. Right. So I don't know who that's going to be. Um, if they can add that one piece, I love this offseason. Other than that, I mean, obviously you got your guys back. You got Bobby Portis. You got Joe Ingles. Um, but it's just adding that playmaking piece that they needed against Boston when Giannis and Drew Holiday were being locked up against that defense, defense and Chris Middleton wasn't there. They just need that one um, off-the-bench playmaker, and they're good. I mean, this team's got the best player in the NBA, in my opinion. Um, in the world right now and Giannis. So as long as you got him, you're good, right? The other things just uh, icing they on the fall, cake, right? <laughs> They just fall into but, place uh, when you got players like that. <laughs> that's the one thing. Even we saw he couldn't get it done against uh, against the Celtics without Middleton. Um, so one piece and, and they're solid. I think regardless, they're going to be a contender. So Absolutely, my brother. I'm right there with you for all that. So uh, let's keep it pushing, Jay, to a team that I really want to talk about, and that is the Knicks. The Knicks just always making crazy moves, and they just decided to make Jalen Brunson a 6'1 guard, their guy, their main guy, uh, signed him to a four-year deal. They returned Mitchell Robinson to a four-year deal and Isaiah Hardenstein to a two-year deal. So I, I, I want to say this, Jay, about, about this Jalen Brunson deal. And, man, Jalen Brunson balled out. And just like how you said earlier about Kyrie, boy, I ain't blaming you. Get a bag. Get a bag. I'm not blaming you. Mm-hmm. Go do it. Go take care of your family. Go have kids. Go do everything that you want to do in life, man. I'm not blaming you for that. But what I think the, the, that is something that's, that, that's going to happen is uh, I think th- – being a, like the heights of like six one, six two, you your talent level. You either have to be a Stephen Curry when have that kind of shooting ability, or Allen Iverson, that kind of just talent and 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 dog and just grit in you right and not not a lot of people are Stephen Curry nor Allen Iverson and Jalen Brunson is a really good player and don't get me wrong I like Jalen Brunson a lot I I just don't think Jalen Brunson gets them over the edge and also I will say this um (laughs) so Draymond Green man I think that at times he can be a, a a annoying person but at times if you sometimes really listen to what he's saying he's very like he actually knows what he's talking about and one thing he said about the, about the Grizzlies is he said like you know if you're you kind of you kind of popped up on us and everybody else didn't wasn't nobody really expecting this this kind of came out of nowhere but now everybody knows Desmond Bain has really got that strap on him so everybody's going to be up John Morant is really that guy Jaron Jackson is really that like all these guys are really that good. So teams are going to come prepared for this situation. They're not going to get caught with, you know, their, their pants down and be like, oh, man, I didn't know the Grizzlies were this good. And I think that's the same thing that's going to happen with Jalen Brunson, because, yes, he had a great playoffs and he went off. But nobody thought Jalen Brunson was going to do all that. And I think it was just a sign of, man, him catching a lot of people by surprise. Uh, Jalen Brunson's been good, but I number one guy on your team good uh, i don't know i still think he's on that level of uh where he was on the maps and that's where he was you know if the number one guy's out or is sick or whatever i, I can be that number one guy for you for one or two games and you look at jalen brunson for good as he is he's not moving the needle he's not pushing you any further in the east if anything he's you're a one and done you're you're not beating any of the top teams in the east you're not beating milwaukee um, you're not you're not beating 
whoever else is the, you're not beating Philly. You're not beating Boston, any of those top teams, not even Toronto, any of those teams in the first round, you're getting knocked out. You're getting bounced with Jalen Brunson. I think they should have, what they should have done is done the same route, uh, accumulated those young guys, gave all those young guys um, playing time. And then when a big free agent name came around, similar to what the Lakers did with Julius Randle, Alonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, um, Kyle Kuzma, and they were able to flip those for the perfect player when they needed him, Anthony Davis, and that won them a title, right? I think they should have taken a similar route because at the end of the day, like you're you're in New York, you're a big market team. You're you and LA are the biggest market teams, right? Um, when you look at you think of the US, you think of those big two names, New York. Knicks and Los Angeles Lakers of the teams, right? Recently, the Warriors, but it's always been those two teams, right? And then maybe you throw in the Celtics, right? So at the end of the day, you're going to get a big name player. A player is going to want to play there. And then when the time is right and you have all those assets, you've been building those young players' brand. You've um, been giving them the playing time, the RJ Barrett's, the other young guys you could have got in this draft. I think that's a better route than giving a bag to a guy like Jalen Brunson, who Proved a little bit, but was like I said earlier, he's been inconsistent, right? Um, he hasn't proven he's a number one option. He's the number one starting point guard on a team. If anything, it was Luca, and then he was the secondary option who wasn't seeing the attention that he will be seeing from a defense in New York. So the move doesn't really move the needle at all if you're the Knicks. At all. Yes, you're a play-in <laughs> team. You're a play-in yeah, team, man. <laughs> guaranteed. I don't. You're not a play-off team, guaranteed. So you're not a Jay, one through six seed in the East. So I don't really know, man. Is that is that always the the goal? Does, like does New York just want to be a play-in team, maybe bro, right and now. It's going to sell tickets. They're going to sell out regardless. So the guard is going to be packed. I mean, it's it's crazy, Jay. I I, I really think that the Knicks and the Kings are just like trying to just like be mediocre franchises. But yeah, Jay, I'm literally right there with you. Jalen Brunson's not going to Jalen Brunson's number one option does not get you there, man. I'm sorry to, uh, to, to, to tell them, man. But all right, Jason, then let's get to the last team here for today's pod, man. So that means that everybody at home, all the family, if you want to, if you want to hear this conversation continue, man, if you want to see what we got to say about all the other teams, we're going to do half and half. Uh, then it means you got to stay tuned for this second round is fragrancy pod, but Jay, let's get into this last team right here being the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jay, they signed Carl. They signed uh, Kyle Anderson to a two-year deal. Carl Lee Towns returned on a four-year extension. They signed uh, Brian Forbes on uh, to a deal. Tarion mm-hmm. Prince and, but Jay, we're not even talking. I don't even think we need to waste much time there. I think we really need to get to the trade that they somehow robbed the Jazz. Jay, they got the Timberwolves got Rudy Gobert, the Jazz got Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Balmar, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and a 2023 first round pick, a 2025 first round pick, uh, 2026 pick swap, 2027 first round pick, and 2029 first round pick. So the Jazz basically gave up everything um honestly i'm confused uh extremely confused from the jazz perspective i understand if you're gonna blow it up i understand if you're like all right this is not gonna work um but 
at least go towards the route of being young and rebuilding, not going the route of getting a Patrick Beverly that's like 33, 32 years old, not going the route of getting a player like Malik Beasley, who is good. And you more than more than anyone, Jay, knows how much credit and how much I like Malik Beasley. But he's like a fourth or fifth option on your team. He's not a one or a two or even a three. If you're a one or two or three option on your team, you're in trouble. But the Timberwolves, on the other hand, big win. We were texting about this, Jay. We said that they, they, they got a huge win. Um, getting Rudy Gobert allows Carl Anthony Towns. And Carl Anthony Towns is like AD. He doesn't want to play the five for whatever reason. And that gives him that ability to not play the five. Um, and he can roam around more, shoot those threes that he like more, and not have to stay down there in the paint. Although I do want to see how this is going to work out for those quicker teams. Um because Carlin Towns is fast, but Carlin Towns is not a guard. So I want to see how this is going to work out for those quicker teams that run small ball. But Jay, talk to me about how you're feeling about this highway robbery. I'm, Jay, I think it's a little bit of a highway robbery on the other side, Jay. What? Because Jay? I look at I look at this trade, and yes, you get a two-time defensive player of the year. If you're the Timberwolves, you get in some way a twin tower situation. Uh, if you're the Wolves, but you gave up so much in this trade. You gave up multiple picks that are unprotected. Um, I believe the later ones are protected top five, but that's not much. And then you look at the other uh, flip side, you gave, gave away Jared Vanderbilt, who was a bigger piece um, to you, a, a big big role player um, for them. And then the other guys, Patrick Beverly, who a guy, I'll just say this, let's be honest, like, we talk about Patrick Beverly. I'm just saying we talk about Patrick Beverly of being, you know, a veteran leader and, and all this, a, 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 a guy who's going to guard your best guy offensively guard. The dude's got traded almost what it feels like every single year. I'm just throwing that fact out there. I don't know what that means, but it's just a fact that we've seen for a trend we've seen lately. So that's all I got to say. But I look at it too. I like what um, Utah's doing. They got a lot of picks. They got a lot of role players. And similar to what I thought the Knicks should have done and acquiring all those pieces because you're not going to get um, a guy to sign with you of Utah, a small market team. What do you have to do? Build through the draft and through picks. So if you're not going to, you intend to move Donovan Mitchell, you're probably going to get picks back in that deal. Or if you um, intend to keep him and build around what it seems like they're trying to do is build around. Um, they chose Donovan Mitchell over Rudy Gobert. If you want to make it out like that, that's what happened. Um, of two of the stars, Rudy Gobert said, "One, it's me or him," and they chose Donovan Mitchell. That's what happened. Um, and and you're you can you can trade all those picks that you acquired from uh, Minnesota and maybe bring in another star if you don't think Donovan Mitchell's going to be your number one option you bring in another star who can go side by side, Batman, mono, mono, Batman, Robin kind of deal. Um, and you have the assets to do it. And then you have the role players to put around them um, with all the picks that you'll be trading away. So I like to deal more for Utah because it's a big question mark. You lost a lot of depth. You got a lot of um, roster spots to fill if you're the Timberwolves. And we don't know how that pairing of Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns is going to work because yes, it does address the fact that Carl Anthony Towns did have a lot of, um, he was in foul trouble for the majority. He couldn't stay on the floor against Memphis in that first round. That was the biggest knock on him. Fouled out what seemed like almost every single series, or sorry, every single game in that series. And this, it was a similar, it's not just like that was a playoff thing and the refs were calling it tighter. 
that was a similar thing. He led, he was so high in averages and fouls in the regular season, 82 games. So the averages and numbers don't lie, right? Jay, we know that line. I'm going to say it. I don't even need to say it. I don't even need to say it. Man, lie, woman, lie. Numbers don't. So uh, I, I just, I just think you gave up a lot for a guy like Rudy Gobert, who we've seen get played off the floor, who ha- can't stay on the floor in playoffs, a guy who you even said yourself, Jay, gets attacked defensively on the perimeter and can't even stay on the floor in playoffs. And even you look at in the in the landscape of the West, I don't see them better than four or five teams. I don't see them better than the Warriors. I don't see them better than the Clippers. I don't see them better than the Nuggets who are getting back Jamal Murray. Um, I feel like I'm missing some other team names. The Suns, I don't know if they're better than them. Mavericks, Jay, I don't see them significantly better by this move. I see them around the five or six seed. So if that's what you wanted, that's what you could get, Jay, by this deal. And you lost a lot of dip, depth and picks in the process, Jay. So that's where I'm saying it from Minnesota's standpoint right now, Jay. And obviously it wasn't working with jazz you in Utah, Jay, it wasn't working either. So you got rid of one of uh, the stagnant mediocrity in a sense, in that regard. So you tell me after hearing that, you tell me fans or uh, family, let us know. Family, let us know. Exactly. Jay, Jay, I think think that's, 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 that's a perfect way, Jay. Cause look, I think the Timberwolves won. You think the Jazz won, Jay. And and I think that that's a perfect way to, to put a bow, put a tie on this episode, Jay's family, family at home. Let us know. How are you feeling? Do you think the Timberwolves won this trade? Do you think, or do you think the Jazz won this trade? Let us know. Let us know. What are your thoughts? And, and what's up, Jay? What else? Jay, before, before we finish, and, and this is like a simple question, and I don't know if I can say it definitive, yes. It, can we definitively say you add you lost who you lost you lost Patrick Beverly you lost all that if you add in Rudy Gobert and all you lost all the pieces that you had from the t- member Timberwolves loss in the first round to the Memphis Grizzlies if you add in Rudy Gobert to that roster are you beating that Memphis Grizzlies team no for me I no. don't think it's definitive yes so then I, I look I'm right there with you Jay look I, I'm right there with you because I'll say this look Jared Vanderbilt and Patrick Beverly were huge uh, defensive pests, huge defensive pests, and a big reason why their defense was so good. So I'm right there with you, Jay. I don't know if that makes it, if that changes them. They still better make some moves to get some better defenders in the perimeter, Jay. Man, all right. All right, man. All right. Well, then let's see, Jay. Well, man, Jay, like, I, I think the good way to wrap this uh, episode up is. You know, at the, at the top of the pod, I said that the free agency is like is like a real house of wives of the NBA, Jay. That's that, mm-hmm. that's what it is for, for people like us, Jay. We just love it so much. Uh, drama, all this stuff going on, man. But anyway, guys, uh, family at home, man, we appreciate you guys staying tuned for the entire episode. Uh, we do got a part two coming with other teams that we did not hit. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Clutch Talk Pod. Make sure you come check us out over there. We definitely growing, getting bigger and bigger. And um, don't forget to let your friend know, let your mama know, let your cousin know that we're here, man. Clutch Talk is here. But, uh, Jay, do you got any last words to say before we uh, get off here? Nah, you said it best, Jay. Come rap with us. Come come check us out in, in the next episode, man.
Yes, like I said, sir, we got our interviews too. Our most recent interview with uh, Shane Lawal, great interview. Spilling some some diamonds, real spill on that man. So uh, let's go check us check us out that most recent interview. Yes, sir, man, check that out. But if that's it, then we out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out. Peace.